On June 25, 2013, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a decision in the case Shelby County v. Holder. The early summer decision created an air of grave uncertainty in the voting rights community. In Shelby County, the High Court invalidated a significant and powerful provision of voting rights law, specifically the coverage formula for determining if a state, county, or city would have its ability to change election practices pre-approved by the national government. The decision was the culmination of an eight-year battle over the scope and application of congressional power to regulate state conduct of elections in order to ensure fair and equal access to the ballot, regardless of race. The debate took place in the halls of Congress, in the media, and in courthouses in Alabama, Texas, and Washington, D.C. The result of this case marked the close of a long, significant act of the larger play of American politics, an act that had opened a century before in Oklahoma in the case Gwynn v. United States, which ended the use of the Fighting Grandfather Clause as a registration device. Gwynn ushered in the slow, deliberate rise of national efforts in government and society to knock down racial barriers to the ballot. The case initiated a century-long era that saw, in fits and starts, changes that advanced voting rights and opened up the electoral process. Challenges to white primaries, poll taxes, literacy tests, slating, and discriminatory redistricting followed Gwen between the 1940s and 1980s. Congress created a series of civil rights acts to expand national government oversight and regulation of discriminatory practices. The law in defense of 14th and 15th Amendment rights moved in one direction, toward more progress. The high watermark of the movement for equal access to the ballot was the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, followed by the nearly half-century of successful implementation of the act. The implementation of the law, especially its Section 5 pre-clearance provision, ensured that the national government had a powerful lever to wield against discriminating jurisdictions. Jurisdictions in all or parts of 16 states, mainly in the South, but also as varied as the urban boroughs of New York City and the rural boroughs of Alaska, submitted their changes in election law and practice for approval as non-discriminatory. It was the most firm, direct regulation of states by the national government since Reconstruction a century before. A century after Gwen was argued, and a half-century after the passage of the VRA, the rising tide of voting rights crested. With Shelby County, Alabama v. Holder, the Supreme Court struck down a key provision of the law. This was the first constitutional reversal of a non-campaign finance federal election law since the 19th century. It was also the first time the court had overturned an act of Congress created under Congress's enforcement authority under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment since 1883. On any dimension, Shelby County was important, if only as a bookend to a long period in which the court acted in an increasingly progressive direction concerning the interpretation of congressional authority under the 14th and 15th Amendments. 
The case, brought by a county in Alabama, challenged Section 4 of the VRA. Section 4, referred to by voting rights lawyers and scholars as the trigger, describes the conditions under which a state or other jurisdiction is subject to Section 5 of the Act, the pre-clearance provision. Then, Section 5 uses the authority of Congress under the 15th Amendment to enact legislation appropriate to enforce the Act and freezes in place election laws and practices in areas identified by Section 4 until those areas demonstrate that changes in their election laws and practices do not make minority voters worse off than they were without the change. The plaintiffs indirectly challenged the ongoing regulation of their elections under Section 5 by challenging Alabama's coverage under the Section 4 trigger. The Supreme Court had previously dealt with the constitutionality of Section 5, South Carolina v. Katzenbach, but more recently had signaled its concern about the constitutionality of the coverage formula in a Texas case, Northwest Austin Municipal Utility District No. 1 v. Holder, or Namudno.